Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And today with me, my guest is Mello Mitchell, um, who has done martial arts training, which led him to meditation and immersion into self-healing. During his journey, he experienced a spontaneous physical healing and spiritual awakening, which changed the course of his life. He now sees and appreciates life more fully, finding beauty in everyone in every situation. And so this has led him to understand that we're all here for a higher purpose and we should use this time to learn and grow. And so he's also, he does meditation classes and sessions. He has a military background and lots of cool information. So I just, welcome to the show, Mello. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you very much. Appreciate uh, having the opportunity. Yes. I love that. Well, you know, you talk about a spiritual awakening. And I think since us experiencing COVID, I feel like lots of other people today listening are experiencing this and really don't know what a spiritual awakening is or what's happening. So share with us a little bit about your spiritual awakening and your journey that led you to understand this higher purpose. Um, all right. So I was... Uh you know, kind of like plugging along, you know, a wife, kids, the job, <laughs> you know, traveled a lot. I was in sales, high pressure job and, you know, um, always busy and a lot of pressure. And, um, and, uh, and my daughter, I had two children and my daughter wanted to join martial arts uh, karate class. So I said, sure, I'll do that with you. And uh, by then I was like 48 years old and she was like five years old or something like that. And so I said, sure, I'll do that with you. And I ended up meeting this Kung Fu master who was could do some pretty amazing things. And I knew nothing really about, you know, self-healing or energy work or anything. I was type A, you know, corporate, you know, the whole thing. And um, and so, you know, when I met him, he suggested doing a few things, you know, meditating, um, reading some a prayer every morning that he gave us and um, doing something selfless every morning. And it would you know, help you get better martial arts, because his his concept was you could defend yourself physically, um, mentally or spiritually, and each level was a higher level of defense. So I said, OK, I'll uh, I'll give this a try. You know, I wanted to get better in the arts. And so um, I did exactly what he said. It was seems pretty simple. I had a Christian background, but, you know, it was never life was never put to me that simple of how you can do things better. And, and raise yourself up but he never talked about it like that he just said you know just go do this stuff you know he told me in two minutes go do this and you know that's it so i did it and one day i had an injury a few months later i had an injury in in class and um i came home and and uh went got in a shower and and uh, i asked for a i asked for a healing of my wrist because it was pretty immovable 
And so it spontaneously uh, healed and um, pain went away. Mobility came back, but more importantly, this awake, this energy kind of like washed through me and um, it just took me to my knees and I wept like I never knew was possible. And um, at that time, I realized that there is this power that's much greater than us. And it helped, it, it kind of like woke me up and it said, um, you know, we're all here for a, a higher purpose and we're all, we're all just actors on this divine stage. Those are kind of like words that stuck with me. And um, ever since that, ever since that experience, I just saw things, I saw things differently. I started going inside and looking at myself and understanding the challenges that I had emotionally and mentally. Because I, you know, I had anxious anxiety and rosacea and sinus infections and all those kind of things on a regular basis. And um, so I just uh, kept meditating more, trying to figure out what the heck happened. It's not something you just read in a book and say, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, you just got woke up. Now, here's what you do. Here's why it happened. And so I just kept trying to find out more about what was going on. I, uh, and then I realized there's this thing called enlightenment. And I go, oh, I guess I got put on some path that I didn't know existed. And um, so I just kept at it. But life started changing. I started seeing everything differently and when you start seeing your you could be more aware so that awakening that you talked about it helped me become more mindful of life in a higher purpose at least for me right everybody's going to have a different experience but i realized that you know all of us have our stuff and if you figure out your stuff and see your stuff it's easier to see the stuff in other people and so if you're you can learn to become compassionate with yourself and respect yourself and dig deep inside and you realize everybody's got the same opportunity and the same challenges and so you could be more compassionate with others and you could be more mindful with others and so relationships start improving and um, all the tension that you had in relationships starts over time dissolving right so yeah that that was kind of like my a short story of my my awakening no i love it because i think about i came from the corporate world Right. We, I, you, you know, you're of my generation. I believe, you know, my parents taught me, you go to school, you work hard, you do all these efforts, you try to climb that ladder of success. It's about, you know, what you have and what you collect and who you are and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I think a spiritual awakening kind of shakes us to our core because it says, yeah really what you're chasing, what you're trying to do is not what you're here to do. And, yeah. you know, it's frightening for a lot of people because yeah. they're like, wow, this isn't, this isn't what I've always done or known or yeah. expected. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I think when people have that experience, you're right. There's not a book or a place that you go that says, no. mellow, this is going to happen to you. And this is why it's happening. Right. And if you think about it, that karate instructor, if he would give so much insight, the experience probably wouldn't be the same because right. we have to experience it in our own timing, in our own right. way, um, That's right. right? Which makes That's right. a big difference. And I right. know lots of people are going through things like, you know, they wake up one morning and things look different. They don't want to do the same job that they did before. They don't want to live in the same place. They don't want to have the same relationships. And it really does shake us up a little bit. Yeah. 
right? And change kind of our perspective. So I think I think it's helpful to hear other people's stories because I think sometimes when we're going through this, we feel like we're the only ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in my case, I just, I never even thought about being the only one. I just realized that, wow, this was huge and I have clueless about what this means. No institution ever prepares you for this, no education. Um, but, you know, I got a wife, I'm supporting kids, family, you know, hockey games, baseball games, dance lessons, you know, the whole enchilada. And you go, what do you do now? You know, but what was interesting is, you know, you used to, or at least for me, you know, I live in the corporate world. I, you know, you wanted to, you wanted to uh, increase your income. You wanted vacations. You wanted a family. You got to support your family. You wanted a career. And, um, and all of that shifted and I stayed in my position, but all of a sudden I realized I can do all that stuff, not for myself, but I could do it for my family. And so I stayed doing what I did for a number of years because I knew that environment provided um, a lot of triggers and those triggers pulled stuff up in me that I needed to see so that I could let it go. And by the time I then left the corporate world, I was in a much, much different place emotionally and mentally, and um, a lot of things had peeled away. And so in my case, I didn't have to pack up and leave <laughs> and walk away from everything. Um, I, it shifted my perspective of what to do with what I already had and let me continue through that, but but do that with a different level of awareness and a different focus. I love that, but <clears throat> I also meet clients and people that they have this corporate, this business job, this whatever, and they have a hard time doing what you did, which I think yeah. the universe set you up to be able to continue. And you yes. may have had impacts on people that you worked with that you didn't yes. even realize, right? Absolutely. Being in that place. Yes. But sometimes I have clients that come to me and they're like, I get nauseous thinking about going to work. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to, yes. I want to yes. do this. Like my passion is now, <clears throat> excuse me, move to this. Right. Um, and I think spirit knows enough about where we're at and what's happening or universe mm -hmm. to know what direction to take us in. But Absolutely. one of your one of your big things that helped you was meditation. And yes. what I find with lots of people is they're very resistant to meditation. They don't understand it. They mm -hmm. don't know how to do it. They feel like they can't do it. They put up all these blocks. And I know you teach meditation. So what would you share with people today about the importance and, you know, what is meditation and how do you meditate effectively? Boy, uh, that's a big question. So <laughs> it is <laughs> that's a big question, and I would probably we can run out of time on that one. But you know, um, very simply, um, and, and it's it's easier to speak about than to do, right? But it's it's being um, aware, being mindful of of the moment. It's forgetting the past and the future. I mean, literally minutes before and, and after, and it's just being focused on on the present and finding that present place. And, and there's ways of doing that, whether it's um, through music, through um, focusing on a candle that's a flame burning, whether it's focus, focusing on a deity, um, using malas, there's just a variety of ways that you could bring yourself to that place. 
Um, and the more you do it, it's just like anything else. You know, if, if you want to learn how to dance, you know, it takes years to learn how to dance really well. And meditation is no different. I mean, it's, it's a birthright that we have to be able to meditate. Everybody has a capacity. And there's, so you have to find the meditation that's best for you. Some there's moving meditations. You know, that's a nice yoga is a nice moving meditation if you perform it that way. There's walking meditation. There's just a, everything in life can, can become a meditation. There's peeling a potato as a meditation. If you choose to be aware and mindful and be in a moment of how you're peeling a potato instead of, I got to get this potato peeled. <laughs> You know, so life can be, you, you need to make meditation a part of your, uh, uh, have life as a meditation. And that takes time to work your way into that. So in, when I do classes, I, I try to do things in classes that you can then weave into your life. So it, it does become part of your life. And then being connected to, probably one of the most powerful things was being connected to um you know, teachers of higher energy that I've been exposed to that the, the energy can really break through things and um, make shifts in you just continual, continual shifts that you, you're not able to do on your own sometimes. So, you know, having assistance I've found has made a big difference too. I love that. I love that. Well, I know one of the things that I noticed is when COVID came through we were all required to kind of slow down a little bit right where yeah. we were you know put in solitude somewhat most of us in our homes and we didn't know what to do with that solitude with that stillness right. with that quiet right, right. And, and everybody's like oh my gosh I'm not going right five miles an hour right I'm not I'm not right. spinning the, all this energy what do I do and then I think we got an opportunity, at least most people, to figure out what stillness was, being present, yeah. being in that yeah. moment. And now we've gone back to life again, which means everything's speed sped up right. again. Right. Um, and it's really about slowing down a little bit. It's really about taking time, as you said, to be present. Right, right. Yeah. And the, and the universe, you know, brought COVID around. And I guess I look at that as, as a way of, you know, stop, folks. You need to just stop. You need to go inside a little bit and settle down and see what it's about. And I'm sure there's some people that did that and that came out of COVID a little differently. Um, and there's probably some others that just, you know, just blew right through it and went back to normal. But, you know, it, it affected, I'm sure, a lot of people in some positive ways, you know. But um, the universe wants you to just be aware, be mindful. And having that that um, situation be, be presented to you like that, it, you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So you, you really don't. It kind of forced us to do that. And I love how you talk about meditation can be lots of things because I think most people, and I talked about this on the last podcast because our guest then was talking about the importance of meditation that most people think meditation is crossing your legs, sitting on the floor for two hours right. and going, mm. yeah, not true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's, yes. yeah. it, it can be washing dishes or washing your car oh. or right. <laughs> walking in this beautiful backyard that you have behind you and yeah. <laughs> connecting to the trees and spending time in nature. It can right. be, so many different things. And I think we make it more complicated than it really is. It's, it's yeah. not that complicated. Yeah. And, and there's, I guess there's different 
different levels of it, if you will. You know, so I was talking to this one lady one day. I was, you know, she was in a class and I said, well, you're meditating. And, and she come to class, didn't meditate. And I says, well, you know, what, what is it? I, I have a hard time sitting down this and that. I says, well, what do you like to do? She said, I like to go on the, on the balcony of my apartment and, uh, you know, look at the nature. I go, okay, well, next time you do that, that's going to be your meditation. You know, watch your breath, follow your breath, you know, go inside a little bit as you're watching nature, you know, and incorporate that. And um, if you just take things that you really enjoy doing and figure out how you could turn it into a meditation, then, you know, that's half the battle, right? Or find something that you truly enjoy doing. Research has shown that if you're, if you really enjoy, if there's something that you're really passionate about, like I was passionate about martial arts, and if you tie meditation to what you're passionate about, then you're going to do it because you're passionate about it. All right. And, and so you got to find the linkage that helps encourage you to meditate. Now I was clueless that meditation was going to help me in arts, but you know, it did. So, so there's that kind of surface kind of thing, but then, you know, sitting for two hours, like you said, and just meditating, you know, does something else for you and it helps you, helps you go deeper. So, but you got to start at that surface level, right? Otherwise you'll never get to a deeper level in some fashion. What do you tell your students are the benefits of really meditating and making it part of your life? What have you seen in your life are the benefits? Oh gosh. Um, well, in my, in my life, it, um, all these physical situations I had acid in my stomach, pressure in my chest, sinus infections, rosacea, tension in the shoulders, um, all that went away, you know, um, probably within, I don't know, within a year, I just, I hadn't even paid attention to it. Then I reflected, I go, oh yeah, I've been had a sinus infection, you know, that's because anxiety went away and the anxiety, anxiety and stress was causing the infections that I go to see the doctor about. Um, and then it, it developed a higher purpose in life. Um, it helps you be more productive at work, uh, improves relationships with other people, like you said about, you're probably affecting other people that you didn't even know. And, and that people started in engaging with me differently than they ever did before when I, before I was meditating, you know, they, they could sense something different people that were sensitive to that. Um, but, you know, emotionally, and this is just generally for, for me and for anyone, you know, your, your emotions balance, you don't have these highs and lows. You're just kind of like more level. Um, so the anxiety gets reduced, uh, all of the emotions that guilt and anger and hate and those lower emotions, you know, it can, can be dissolved over time. It's depending on how you're doing things. And as that happens, you start floating to the surface. And when you do that, you're happier, you're more peaceful, you're more thankful, you're more content. Um, and, and you're more loving for yourself, which means you can be more loving for other people. You know, as long as you're more compassionate and kind for yourself, it's a natural expression that you could then have for somebody else, you know, as opposed to trying to be kind and compassionate to somebody else, right? Physically, you know, your well-being changes, you know, your aging process changes, it, it, you know, you, um, your energy changes, you have better sleep patterns, um, and, uh, you know, so those are kind of like just touch on the surface of some of the basic changes, you know, and, and a lot of these are proven through research, too. I love that you say it starts with how we look at ourselves, feel about ourselves, see ourselves, because they, I think that is so important. And I think a lot of people miss that, you yeah. know, they want to be this or that. And I always teach people 
if you don't love and respect yourself, you don't love and respect you. It's very yeah. difficult to love and respect others. And right. the people that you attract in are not going to love and respect you because yes. you're yes. attracting in what you're putting out. That's so right. it always starts with us and how yes. we look at ourselves. Um, yes. and, and some people have a hard time with that. And I think that's sitting with yourself a little bit and asking yourself some of those big questions. Why do I feel this way about myself? Yes. You know, what do I love about myself? What do I like about myself? Right. Yeah. And right. sitting with that, because I don't think we're meant to be perfect. And I think a lot of people are striving for this perfection. And I don't think we're meant to be perfect. That's part of this experience. As you said, acting within this stage, right? What are we, what are we doing when we're at, you know, play, doing this play or performance or experience? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we, I mean, we, we have a lot of ways that we can Im improve ourselves, but some of the perfection is, is in how we see it. Right. So if we don't see the perfection, you know, we'll never know, you know, we'll, we'll never relate to it. So the more you do your work, the more you'll see the perfection that exists within you and outside of you. But you gotta, you gotta do your work because perfection is on, on the scale, <laughs> you know, depression, anxiety, you know, anger is down here and perfection, you know, you, you gotta raise yourself to be able to see at this frequency. So it just takes time to, to work through that process. And that is the journey of life. That is the journey of being on a spiritual path of trying to see the perfection that already is. I love that. So I also know we talked about before we got on here that you offer classes online. So anyone anywhere can connect with you. Can you share a little bit about some of your offerings and classes and how people can connect with you? Sure. So we have, uh, I have uh, Zoom classes on Monday at 6.30 Eastern time and on 7.30 Thursdays in the evening Eastern time. And uh, on my website, um, mellow-mind.com, uh, there's links on the event tab, there's Zoom links, and you just click on the link and come on in. And, um, you know, I asked for a suggested donation, but, you know, it's up to the people what they want to um, what they want to do, how they want to do that. And then sometimes I'll have, um, you know, I'll just say other classes, special classes or programs that could be four to six weeks long. And frequently those are in studios or in a, um, or, or occasionally online. But uh, so those I also post on the website, you know, when uh, when they become available. And then I'll do private sessions and work with people individually that are going through situations through meditation or with some energy work as well, combining it within meditation sometimes. Well, I also notice you do it for corporations sometimes, businesses that are trying yeah. to help their employees. I think that's awesome. Yeah, some corporations, I mean, a lot of them, I guess, are trying to move towards, you know, the next step in healthcare, right? And uh, so they're offering yoga and meditation and um, a and uh, it's, you know, companies are, are raising their level of consciousness, too. And, and you have to, to go beyond, you know, jogging. You have to go beyond some of these things. Um, when I was in martial arts, just to give you a quick example, I used to jog, you know, just to have endurance. And I started meditating and I started releasing the anxiety that you have when you're jogging. You're releasing surface anxiety. 
And when you meditate, you're releasing the anxiety deep down so it never comes to the surface. So you're not getting triggered to bring it up. And so I, I slowed down my jogging. I cut my jogging significantly because the tension was not inside myself. I was relaxed and I had just as much endurance because I could perform what I needed to do in a relaxed state. So a lot of the programs that are out there are for stress relief, which are effective, right? But if you want to have a deeper level of stress and a more continual, um, peaceful, uh, stress-free living, then you got to go deeper inside. Um, and so I think companies are starting to wake up to some of that as well. Well, I think our world, honestly, a large percentage of people out there are experiencing anxiety, depression, uh, pressure to, you know, yeah. we work yes. really hard and we don't take a lot of time for play. And um, yes. that's that's really a lot of pressure and it affects us, our health, our emotional yes. state, our mental yes. state. So um, I think this is a great way. And, you know, I love the fact that it we're not medicating ourselves. We're really yes. connecting with who we are um, from a base level in nature. So, yes, yes. Yeah. And this is it's really about being completely responsible for yourself, you know, your mind, your emotions and your body and your spirit and, and not letting the rest of the world upset you. You know, nobody can do that except for you. And so at some time you have to say, you know what, maybe I got to do things differently. And then after that, it just, uh, you know, takes on a, a path of its own and, and you had, you know, things start shifting in a positive way for you. I love that. I love that. Well, Mello, thanks so much for taking the time to hang out with me this morning. Uh, might yeah. be the afternoon, your time, but this morning that's for okay. my time. <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's okay. You know, I'm in, I'm in Denver and he's in Cleveland, Ohio. So we got some time change here a little bit. No problem. But I, uh, it's delightful to be here and to share some perspectives with folks and uh, maybe it'll be uh, inspiring and encourage people to to step a little way a little differently i love that i love that i love that thank you for watching sacred magic podcast today i hope you'll follow us check out other episodes with our guests and other information i hope i get to see you in person in denver if you're part of our denver location then i'll see you soon but I hope everyone has a peaceful, magical, sacred day today, and I look forward to sharing with you our next episodes and shows. So thank you so much for watching, and I hope to see you really soon. Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. 
We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.